lately I've been really like when I pray or like this morning when I woke up, I woke up actually at um, I think it was like five o'clock or something. And I was just thinking, you know, about tonight and things. And you ever just get these things that just start flooding in your mind and you're like, I got to write that down. I got to write that down. What's well, nice because I had my iPhone right beside me and I wrote it in pages, which saves to my iPad and my Mac as well. But I just threw some notes down, you know, some ideas and thoughts. So I actually have a spreadsheet on my, or a, not a spreadsheet, but a Word document or pages, whatever you want to call it, um, to where if, if I have a thought or if I'm reading scripture throughout my daily reading and a, a thought or a spark just comes from that, you ever get a nugget when you read, when you read your Bible? Three of you? Who knows you, ha- you need a nugget? You need a gold nugget in that reading. If you don't get a gold nugget, your day struggles. Meaning that you just hit a gold mine. You hit something that you're reading and you're like, dang, that's good. But so I started writing down, you know, just trying to help myself be able to keep thoughts that I've been having or, or keep the very thoughts that when I'm studying or when I'm just even reading in my daily Bible reading, which really should be our normal day of study. If it's five verses, 10 verses, 20 verses, whatever it be, when you're reading the scripture, it just shouldn't be just a reading time, but it should be a time of study. And so I've been actually going through and I have it, it's called thoughts. I just called it thoughts. It's just incredible, right? I mean, just, just thoughts. Um, but I do want to, to tell you though, you know, I want to challenge you to be able to do the same thing because it, it's really helped me in the aspect that, that I can run back to those things to even like last night, I threw that in my thoughts because I have thoughts from the last couple weeks that I've just, you know, if I'm praying or anything that comes into mind, like Tuesday night prayers, which we've had to cancel due to several different things of relay to SCA and things. We will be picking back up this Tuesday. I will not send out a text. Actually, I probably will just for this week because we're going back to it. But Tuesday nights, I don't know. There's just something about it. Can anybody else agree when, when you actually come to the Tuesday night prayer, there's just something about it that I guess because how many of you guys know nobody wants to come to prayer? Anybody else with me sometimes? I mean, there's some nights that I'm like, dude, I want to go. And there's some nights I'm like, dude, I want to go home. I can go home at four. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to do this. Anybody else? Come on. I mean, I'm the youth pastor and I feel like this sometimes. Anybody else agree? But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think that is the key factor to the very thing that, that any time that you just are willing to kill your flesh and say, look, I don't care how I feel. I've had a long day. I've had a short day, whatever. You'd rather go hang out with friends, whatever. And you're like, I want to have this time. Forget about how I feel. Forget about what's going on in life right now. But I want to make this time. And so, you know, even being here sometimes, uh, you know, right here, I usually just, I don't know why I get in this. I'm kind of working habits. You know, anybody else working habits? Nobody else working habits? Come on. This is where you raise your hand, you know. Not to air out your armpit, but to agree. Patrick doesn't air out his armpits. But, but I've seen that I've worked in habits. So, like, when I come in here and pray, where do I stand? Can anybody tell me? Right here. I kneel right here. I don't know why. It's just my, when I praise and worship on Sundays, where do I go? The same spot. Where do I stand at? Where, like, everything that I do, I kind of just, like, do the same thing, which is weird because I like change. But, anywho, from right here, right at this very very place because even myself 
I have to kill my flesh sometimes, Kenny and Danny. I have to kill my flesh sometimes to be able to hear from God. Anybody else with me? And so I have to, even though I'm lazy and I'm pathetic sometimes, I have to be like, screw me, let's pray to Jesus. Right? Screw life, screw these things, forget all this crap. I don't care about anything else. All I care about right now is God. Point blank, end of story. I love my friends, I love my family, I love jobs, I love all of these things, but forget it all because none of it matters. None of it even really is beneficial without this time right here. Not just Tuesday nights, but I'm talking about your normal, normal day-to-day life. And even in myself, I have to do it as a youth pastor. And you're like, well, you shouldn't have to do that. I mean, you, you, just, you just walk in prayer, right? No, no, I got to do it the same way. I have to walk in it, right? Anybody else with me? All right, thank you, five people. Appreciate your transparency. But through, through those times, and that's what I want to challenge you guys, because listen, anytime a church, anytime a group of people are willing to sacrifice and say, I don't care what's going on, you know, on Tuesdays at four o'clock, no matter what, you know, as long as I'm, I'm totally able to, I'm going to make time. And let me tell you, God will bless you even more if you say, forget everything else, I'm going to make time. No matter what's going on, I'm going to just stop. Even if you're at home or you're at work and you're like, oh, crap, I can't really, you know, but forget this for a minute. I got a half an hour break or I got a few minutes before work starts. I'm going to just stop in my car, turn my music on, turn worship music on. I'm going to make that time because this is what's important to me. And I think sometimes we miss out on the very importance of being able to know or be able to declare that God is important in our life. Right? Because when we don't pray or when we don't live in a daily life or we don't come to prayer or we don't come to, you know, glorify God or, or we just come to sit on the back pew, we're not really showing that God is important. Just because you show up at church and sit back and do whatever does not mean that you're showing God that he's important. Just because people come to church on Wednesdays and Sundays or for Easter or just at Christmas does not show God that, that you think he's important. Just because Nick comes to every function that we have and every other function we don't have, he still comes most of the time, you know, does not mean that necessarily that he's saying that God is important. Does it? Does it? I would say out of everybody in this room, we have about five people that no matter what, they are here. Like, I mean, it's storming, whatever. They find a way. They got a way. They're here. I just, I can walk in the door and I can automatically know who's going to be here for every youth function. I can know who's going to be here every Sunday. I can know who's going to be here for not even youth function, but church functions because they see one thing, that God is important. That God is the most important thing. And we have to, sometimes you show up, we're here, but we're not really here. As I've talked about before. We move emotions, but it really doesn't mean anything if there's not a why. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? 
one of the things that actually um, in Hebrews 12, 11, I don't have the verse in there because this is one of the things actually I read. Actually, I think it was on YouVersion um, favorite at, or verse of the day or whatever. But it says, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening, right? It's the same way with my son which is actually not enjoyable for me either because I hate it and it takes time and it's irritating. Like, usually about, every, about once a week, I have to literally spend 20 minutes yelling at my son, not really yelling at him, but whooping him and then getting him to sit still and then he'll want to move his legs because he's being defiant. And I'm like, no, you have to sit here because I said so, point blank. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have done this. If you wouldn't have done this, you wouldn't be doing this. But anywho, I spend like 20 minutes and then he'll be good for like a couple weeks, sometimes a week, sometimes a while. Like he just listens, you know, but sometimes I have to discipline him and it sucks for him. You know what I mean? But through the time of discipline, there is a great harvest because then there's that time that he, he understands, okay, if I do this, then there's, there's punishment for what I do. But if I do this for right now, like before he gets, we're, we're trying, before we give him a drink or we give him a snack or we give him anything, we're like, say please, just say please, we'll give you it. Or just say drink or just say something because we're trying to get him to talk and things. But uh, so like today, he wanted a little peppermint. And he's like, all you have to say is please, and I'll give this to you. Please, please, you know, and I say it 10 times, and I'm like, okay, son, just say please, please, <laughs> you know. I'm like, please, please, come on, please, just please. And then he's just like. And then, so I laid the mint down, and he's like, ah! And then he does this thing. I'm like, no, son, stand up. You don't do that. That's called a fit, and you're not doing that. So then... I laid it on the counter, and then he gets up there and grabs it. I'm like, no, give it to me. You have to say please to get this. But if you say please, I'll give it to you. I don't have a problem giving it to you. But you have to say it. So then he wouldn't do it. I spent a couple more minutes, laid it back on there. He grabs it again. Like, no. So then I took it again and laid it on top of the cabinet where he couldn't get it. And he, ah, like, no, stand up. So then I was like, all you have to say is please. And then he's like, please, you know, whatever he does, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's close enough. Here you go, son. But there was a reward for, of the discipline of the time that it took him, even though through that time process, one, it was very annoying for me. And I would have just loved him and like, here, son, just eat it and go play or whatever. So I can go about my business. But that would have trained him nothing. That would have done nothing for him to learn to say please or learn to say peppermint or whatever. Obviously, we're just going with the easy things right now. But, but through that, because of the discipline that I was like, no, son, and if he wouldn't have listened to standing up, then he would have got a nice little whooping, you know, because I said, hey, stand up. You don't throw fits. But through that discipline, he learned something. He learned something. But when we do things, when we serve God, when we do these things, you know, and we have to discipline our bodies on a regular basis. Anybody else agree? Some weeks, dude, it is easy as pie, and I just, just do it. And there's some weeks, and there's some months, which quite frankly, the last six months, it's been me. I have to discipline myself. I have to. Like, it's, it's a fight. It's a, it's a fight that we have to, that's worth fighting for. 
is your salvation. It's a fight worth fighting for is who you are in God. And honestly, for the last six months in my life, I have to fight for it. I mean, on a daily basis. And I've seen in past times that it's just easy as pie. You know what I mean? Like, it's just easy. Anybody else? Anybody else living in an easy time right now? You just, you just do it? You don't even think about it? All right. So everybody with me? You're not, it's not easy or it is easy? So you have to live in a disciplined life every day. You have to kill yourself every day, as Paul even says. But, but there's sometimes, anybody ever been where, like, for a couple weeks, you're just like, great, this is easy. I just do it, do it, do it. Yeah, I get close to God. He's speaking to me. I'm just living in life, and I'm just living in glory. And then you'll go, and then you'll go through a couple weeks, and you're like, dang it, where are you, God? And you're like, I can't even pray. I don't even want to pray, God. I don't even want to do it. I don't want to do it, God. I want to talk to her. I want to kiss him or her or him and, and both of them. And then I want to go here. I want to go see this. I want, I don't care about you right now, God. I want to go watch this movie because it is sweet and everybody else here is watching it. So screw you, God. I'm going to go do this. Yeah, you say that, but on Friday night, the whole thing is a different story. Anybody else sometimes? It's so easy in this room or, and when you're around people that you think that you have to put up a facade that you're just like, oh, yeah, that's the way it is. Uh-huh. That's the way I live my life. You know, Patrick just, you know, with his sway going on, he's like, yeah, that's how I live my life. But on Friday night, it's a whole different story. Or when he's with Tafani, it's a whole different story. I'm just using him as an example. I'm not saying necessarily. Well, maybe, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But tonight, which I'm not even going to get to my notes for evolving, but that's okay. We'll just see how that works out. In a relationship or in life, it is not because of who we are, but it is because of who God is. It's not by our perfection that we can serve God. It's not by when we're perfect, can we go out and minister. It's not by when we have everything in a line and we go forward, that that's when you can minister and that when you are perfect, that's when everything else, we're just gonna do everything and you just do God's will. It's not by our perfection, but it's through God's perfection. If we wait, you know, if we wait for us to be perfect, then we're gonna be waiting forever. But it's not by our perfection, but it's by his. And the key is, in life, you know, we, we worship, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, actually the, the other Wednesday, a couple weeks ago or whenever, you know, I was just worshiping God and it was just like, you know it's crazy, God? You know, I don't even feel worthy to praise you sometimes. But you know what's crazy? You know, is it doesn't matter if I'm Slim Shady or it doesn't matter if I'm Billy Graham. It doesn't make a difference who I am if I'm truly worshiping God. 
God receives the love. God receives the blessing, receives us loving him. No matter who you are. It, it's not who you are that makes the bigger difference. It doesn't matter if, if I'm over here, you know, crying my eyes out and, and, you know, because I'm Nate Turner and I'm the youth pastor and I've grown up in a Christian home and you think I live a perfect life, which I do not. I live the opposite. But, but you, you're like, oh, he's probably getting a hold of God better than anybody else and his worship is higher than everybody else's. But you know what, what's cool about God's love is, is, is you can be David Holden. You can be Brandon White. You can be Amber. You can be Gina. You can be Savannah. You can be who you are when you worship God. It doesn't make a bigger difference of who you are, but by how humbly you come, that makes the difference. By how you come and present it is all that makes a difference. Because if I walked up and was like, oh yeah, I'm a you know, oh yeah, God, you're just so awesome. I'm just fresh, right? Just pimp daddy, you know, pop your collar. Sag. Now my pants aren't, my pants aren't, my shirt's not long enough to sag. But just because you think, you know, you're big man on campus like Alan does when he walks around here, you know, or, or that, that you think that you're better than someone else, that, that it means more to God because I know how it is. You're standing up front worshiping God and you're looking over at David Holden. You're like, I heard he went to the Bliss porno movie the other night and he's watching this and he's over here acting like he's crying out before the Lord. God loves my worship more than he loves his. Why is he up here beside me worshiping? Because my life is perfect. Yeah, like you don't do that. Like you don't do that, right? Like you don't stand up front and like, oh yeah, God, you just so awesome. And you're like, why is he up here worshiping? Why is she's up here worshiping? Dude, he doesn't even like Andrew's worship because he, he can't walk straight. <laughs> I mean, Nick's hat's crooked all the time. He talks to all the ladies and does, you know, weird, bad things. But what, what, why, why is he up here worshiping God? Because obviously God doesn't love his worship. He loves my worship. Am I speaking to anybody? Because we like to point out the perfection in our own lives or other people's lives. When it doesn't matter about Summer's perfection or Kara's perfection or Jacob's, it, has not, it doesn't matter how perfect you are, Amber. It doesn't matter how perfect you are, Tabor. You know what's cool about it is you have to just walk in the, humbly, the humbleness unto God and walk in his perfection, understanding that sometimes we live a screwed up life. 
But we understand that it's not by who we are, but it's by who he is. And no matter if I screw up or I mess up, I'm no better than Alan or Alan's no better than me. We put our pants on the same exact way. It doesn't matter about, yeah, he does it really weird way, but, but it doesn't matter if you're some TV star or some big rock, you know, rocker, if you're from the band Disciple or whatever you're from, it doesn't matter who you are. It's matter of why you do it. As Alan has his big man syndrome, It doesn't matter that, that Alan worships him and, you know, it doesn't matter more to God just because he's got big man syndrome. It doesn't matter. It depends on how and why he's doing it. If it's just to impress the youth pastor, if it's just to impress the dance team director, or if it's just to impress whoever, or it's just to justify your sins in your own life, why do you do it? The whole point, the whole part of your relationship is why do you do it? Do you do it just so that girl will talk to you in youth group? Do you come to church just because there's a boy toy here? Are you doing it humbly? Are you coming before God, understanding that, that no matter what, God, no matter if I'm not perfect, no matter if I'm a big screw-up, no matter if I'm struggling with some things in life, it's not by my perfection, but it's by yours. And it's not by me having to be perfect that I can walk in my calling, Alan. It's not by me having to be completely right or at a college or at this ministry school or at this thing. I can walk in my calling now, no matter if I live a screwed-up life. As long as I'm humbly coming before Lord and walking as close as I possibly can with his help. But if I'm putting up a front and just saying, yeah, I'm doing this, or, you know, you have that cocky attitude of saying, who cares, you know, who cares about what he's doing because he's not living life like that. And the moment that you're pointing fingers, as the Bible says, you need to look at your own self because the moment you're pointing fingers at someone else, you are in trouble. Now, in the same aspect, you have to be careful because the Bible does say as Christians we are to judge one another. Not in a condemning way, but in a loving way. Because we are here to keep each other accountable in the same aspect that I come up to Andrew and say, Hey, man, I've seen this. What's up, bro? Can I be here? I want to pray with you. I want to be here when you're going through some, some things. But if you're standing up front saying, yeah, I'm worshiping God because he's just almighty and I don't think they need to be worshiping God and BJ shouldn't be dancing up here because I heard him get cussed out this person at the ball game or he did this or he did that or blah, blah, blah. Who cares what they did? What matters is what you're doing because obviously you're not right with God in the first place because if you were, then you shouldn't be condemning someone else. Why are you doing what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you think you're even the lowest scum of the earth. You think that you can't worship 
Anybody ever been there? You walk in and say, I can't worship God. I screwed up. I did this. I did this with him. I did that with her. I did, did this last night. I shouldn't even be here. But God's love is extreme. It doesn't justify what we do. It doesn't be a crutch that we can just continue doing what we're doing. But as long as we're trying and as long as we're striving, as long as you're getting picked, as long as you're picking yourself back up and going, trying to go forward with God and you're trying to walk in your relationship and you're beginning to pull in accountability people or, or friends or your youth pastor or, or someone that you can trust that you can say, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. Please pray with me. Gatano, please pray for me. You know, I struggle with this or that. Keep me accountable. Check in with me, Gatano. We got to move forward. It doesn't matter if you think you're scum. It doesn't matter. But it all happens through discipline. Discipline is hard, as the scripture says. But after it, we will receive a harvest. And all of us will go through times of life and seasons of training. You know, this whole evolving thing, I was kind of hesitant on the name because, you know, how many of you guys thought of evolution when, I, when you seen evolving? Come on. And I was really hesitant, which evolving means nothing about evolution. I mean... It can be a term that they use in evolution, but all evolving is is what? Changing, right? Difference. And in life, guys, we're either changing for the good of things and for a better relationship with God and for striving for the best and striving for His perfection, not our perfection, or we're changing in the wrong direction. On a daily basis, like it or not, habits or not, you're changing. I have habits, but I still change. My habits change. And so, like it or not, you're evolving. So are you changing for the good of things? I'm not saying you're going to be, you know, you came from an ape and all of those lovely things. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. But you're changing, aren't you? When you have friends, you know, you grew up in junior high together. They're close friends. You get to high school and it's like something's changed. You don't even talk to them. In fact, you don't necessarily not like them. It just, you don't, you don't something's changed. You just don't have anything in common with them. Anybody been there? I think I even shared with you, like, my, my, one of my best friends, I call him my best friend now still because I grew up with him in my teen life, but now, I mean, he likes hunting and, you know, camouflage, and I can't stand to wear camouflage. I mean, if I'm going paintballing or something like that, okay, but, you know, why am I going to wear camouflage at Walmart? I mean, am I trying to hide from someone? I mean, But, dude, dude, he's, like, into fishing and all this stuff, which I don't have anything wrong with that, like, when you're in the ocean. But, 
go to a lake. Who wants to go get dirty and go to a lake and go fish? I mean, yeah, see? But growing up, dude, we had it, you know, it, it was going on. We were just like, you know, we'd stay up till, you know, 4 a.m. playing Harvest Moon. I mean, it was great. Half of you don't even know what Harvest Moon is, do you? Right, you stayed up playing Pokemon together, so that's different. Yeah, that's different. Half of you still play Pokemon. Ethan included, which he's not even in here. But what I'm getting at, guys, what I'm getting at, and I don't know, maybe we'll go into a third week of this. I don't know, because I didn't even touch my notes. This is all the things that God's been processing in myself. Is we are changing, just like my best friend that I still consider my best friend because we grew up forever. Again, known him since I was 13. 27. I'll be 28 this year. Ugh. Two years from 30. Sunny's already 30, so that's okay, but. Oh, oh, over 30. <laughs> 45. But the whole point is with him. I don't hardly, I mean, I'll talk to him. I'll shoot him a text every once in a while, you know, whatever. But dude, back in the day, we were tight. And through life, things change. So how are you changing? Are you changing for the positive? Are you looking at, you know, his perfection? Are you looking for your perfection? Are you looking for his perfection in your own life? Or are you looking for his? Because the moment that you're looking for your perfection is the moment that you're going to fall on your face. Because in life, we cannot live through our own perfection, but we can live through His. Everybody stand with me. Nobody just lift your hands if it's down here at your sides. However, just begin to pray with me. God, tonight, as we take the next few minutes, we're coming to you, Lord, humbly. Lord, we're all a bunch of screw-ups. God, some of us are looking at our own perfections. We're relying upon our own selves. We're relying upon money. We're relying on our relationships. We're relying on our family. We're relying on our boyfriend or our girlfriend. We're relying on all of these things, Lord. But we're not relying upon you. We come here because we want to justify. We come here because we want to impress. We come here to do all of these different things that, that achieve us absolutely nothing unless we're striving for your perfection instead of ours. 
It's not about a better Nate. It's not about a better Tila. It's not about a better It's about perfection in God to bring glory to your name, Lord. But we get caught up about making a big name for ourselves or making six figures or doing this big, great, heroic thing or preaching to thousands or ministering or singing to thousands or playing basketball before thousands of people or playing golf, wrestling, whatever it is, God. We think it's all about who we are and our perfection. But let me bring it down, Lord, that we're not perfect. So tonight, God, we're coming humbly before you. Because God, just as well as I'm not perfect enough to preach, but through you, I am perfect. Just as everyone else is in this room, God, we're not perfect to serve you. We're not perfect enough to minister. We're not perfect enough to work. We're not perfect enough to come to church. We're not perfect enough to do work. We're not perfect enough to minister. God, we're, we're, we, we can't do all of these things, but we got to quit doing it in our own perfection and do it in yours. Tonight, Lord, we're coming humbly unto you, God. It is through you. It is through you. It is through you. It is through you. It is through you, God. Come on, if this is for you tonight, come up to this altar. Come on. Even if you have to second-guess yourself right now, come up here right now. If you're like, well, I'm not really sure. That's okay. Come on up. Come on. Keep those hands down here or whatever. Act like you're carrying a fridge or whatever you want to do. Come on. I ask that everybody continue to pray. Come on. Come on. It's not by your perfection that you walk up here because you're not perfect. You think you're perfect in a certain area. You think you're right on right here or there or that because of who you are, because who your mommy and your daddy is, or because you do this exactly right. You think that you deserve the best or you deserve this. Well, let me tell you, you don't deserve any of it, but through his perfection, you are perfect. So receive his perfection so you can walk in it. Even if you screw up tomorrow, you come back repentantly, humbly before him to walk in the very call of his life so you can walk throughout your life, through you can minister so you can get up and say who cares about me being perfect that's not what it's about I want to serve you God I want to love you God Everything in this come on turn that music up a little bit more come on just begin to tell him with hands lifted high come on you gotta surrender come on just keep it on some slow stuff so they can miss. Come on. This isn't some big emotional thing that you're going to be jumping around right now. Because right now, it is about you humbling yourself to say, Okay, God, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not doing things right. I know that life sucks sometimes. I know I suck at life sometimes. But it's not about me tonight, God. It's about you. And I want to serve you with perfection through your perfection, not by who I am. broken. 
Come on, if you're standing back in the back and you think life's great, that's fine. Pray for the people in front of you. Don't be distracted by anything. I mean, reach your hand forward and just begin to pray for certain people. Come on, speak out in names. Because if you're sitting back there, then that means you got life straightened out. You're living that life pretty good right now. This is your moment. This is your moment. Just gonna take the next few minutes, guys. Church isn't even out. We got time right now. Humbly come before the Lord. Quit playing life because you think it's great. Far be from me. Quit just doing things because you say it's too hard to live a perfect life under God. Say, okay, who cares? I'm not walking in me, but I'm walking in His glory. I struggle with this on a daily basis, but you know what's cool? I'm running back to you, God. I'm trying to get through this with your help, God. Direct me, guide me. If there's things you're dealing with right now, guys, anybody, even the people that sit in back, if you're dealing with things right now that you know you're struggling with, temptations or, or things that, that you are running in sin cycles, begin to lift that up right now. God, help me with this thing. Help me be able to know who I can talk to to help keep me out from these things. From walking in the sin cycle. And it is well. If it's pornography, if it's if it's messing it around with boyfriend or your girlfriend, if it's just living life so to what you call the fullest, if it's through lies, if it's through cheating. What is your sin cycle? We all have them. So let's break them tonight. I'm going to quit talking. This is your moment to pray. Please, you stand back. Do not talk. You can kneel. You can Everybody stand if you're not praying. Just continue standing. Please pray. But I want to challenge everybody in this room just to begin to lift up his name. Just begin to glorify him. Begin to tell him who he is. On the way down the mic, just give us an opportunity to pray. And you pray with your own hands.
gives us this access it gives us this moment these moments that we live for that his presence comes and hovers and we can feel it aren't you so thankful for Jesus aren't you so thankful for the price that he paid on the cross to pay for our sin and give us mercy and grace but more than that I love that he wanted us he wants us he loves to be with us will you lift your hands for a moment I just want you to tune into that for a moment of just saying, God, I thank you for the cross. There's no one like you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We press into you tonight, Lord. We love your presence. We love you. We love you. tonight let's just begin to tell him how much we love him
say one more one thing before we leave. He is alive. Bring that music down. You know, we say, and even I'm guilty of this sometimes, is we say people are two-faced. You know, they come in here doing their thing, and then the weekend comes along, or you hear they're doing so, such and such, or you see them doing something on Facebook, or whatever, which Facebook tells all, it does. But let me challenge you on this. I mean, we all live real lives, don't we? So quite frankly, there are some times that people lift to face and they're proud of it because they come in here because they want to justify or whatever and they want to do their deal and then go home and do whatever. But quite frankly, a lot of people just struggle. So you have good intentions, you come in here, you come to the altar on Wednesday night or Sunday and you cry your eyes out and then reality comes around because you go to school or you go to work or you hang out with some friends that probably shouldn't be hanging around. And next thing you know, a couple days roll down and your relationship begins to dwindle. So it's not a factor that people purposely live that kind of life so instead of saying she shouldn't be doing this or he shouldn't be doing this they are so two-faced or they so they're such a hypocrite or they're such that instead of saying that shouldn't the very first words that you say is lord i pray for them i mean it sounds cliche because you're like that's what old people do they say lord i pray for them or you drive by and you see an accident like lord i just pray for them you're like that sounds cliche that's something my grandma would do But quite frankly, that's the way we should be. And they live out the life before us, you know, that we've seen. But I want to challenge you, instead of, instead of looking and you see people at school, or I know school's out for a lot of you already, but instead of being the condemning side and say, well, she lives that kind of life, well, why don't you just look at yourself and be like, wow, I live that life too. Just a half time most people don't see it. Because we are real people, right? Everybody real people? Everybody pinch yourself. You're a real person. So guess what? Real life situations are going to come your way. So sometimes you have this great intention that life is going to be perfect and that you're going to live this perfect life when you leave here tonight. But let me tell you this. There's a good chance that maybe tomorrow or a week from now, or to, even tonight when you get home, you're going to struggle. You know what that means? You're a real person. Does it justify? Does it say it's okay to screw up? Is that what it means? Because God's grace is so huge? No, but if you do, He will forgive if we do it humbly. So let's quit pointing fingers and just love each other. Because quite frankly, if, 
if people live day in and day out with most of us, they would say we're all two-faced. Because unless one of you are Jesus, none of us are perfect. Which means everything that you say you won't do, sometimes you do do. Not do-do, but, you know, do-do. So it's not about our perfection or Michaela's perfection, but it's by His. So the next time you see Michaela screwing up and praying in altars and screwing up down the street or whatever, instead of saying, I can't believe she does this, I can't believe she did that, Savannah, I can't believe she did that, Nikki, I can't believe Lizzie, did you see so-and-so on Facebook, or I can't believe she did this to me, you say, you know what, nobody else needs to know what's going on, granted, if it's on Facebook, it's public, (laughs) doesn't mean you still talk about it, because it's still gossip, right? But what you do is you say, you kneel down or however you pray. I don't kneel very often, and a lot of times I go to sleep if I kneel. So you just say, God, I, I, touch Lizzie today. She, she's obviously dealing with some things. So. Touch Savannah today. She's struggling with this. Or touch Wade, because obviously some situations are happening. And you continually, if you continue to see a struggle, and you're a good friend with them, or maybe you become good friends with them, you confront them the most loving way possible. Has anybody been confronted by me? It sucks, doesn't it? Sometimes. But we do it in love. So let's do it to each other. Because we're one family, aren't we? Right? All right, that sounded really, I mean, man, I felt like we could fight fight the world. Are we one family? Are we one family? All right, that's a little bit better. But I love you guys. And no matter what the world tells you, I'm proud of each and every one of you guys. And I love you. We'll see you Saturday night. Make sure you do sign up for that. Any visitors, please sign up. Um, Put your information in the computer. That would greatly help us out.